Hey, B Podcast listeners, welcome to our holiday special episode. I guess it's two of season three. We are celebrating the holidays around the world with poetry and stories in this episode. I actually wasn't certain that this episode would get out because there has been like so much illness circulating lately with my kids and I uh, at school, all these germs. So uh, knock on wood, we hope that we are all on the mend. Anyway, I am thrilled for today's episode because I get a chance to geek out and read to you. Um, As an English teacher, I always want to inspire my kids with words, and today I get to share some of my favorite poems um, and short works written by authors who celebrate holidays in different ways, all of them beautiful and complex and stirring. So although this episode is different than an interview, I hope that you'll stay around and listen to readings of beautiful pieces of literature from all over. Again, although these are only readings of literature written long ago, I hope that they will evoke memories or pieces of your heart and feelings from long ago as well. As you listen, I encourage you, like I encourage my students in class, to stop and listen twice or more to let it speak to your heart. First up is one of my absolute favorite poems that reminds me of my brother. And although I'm certain this poem means something different to him at this stage of his life, if you are a lover of literature, I'm certain you've heard Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost. Maybe it'll mean something different to you this time too. Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near. Between the woods and frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep. But I have promises to keep. And miles to go before I sleep. And miles to go before I sleep. This next poem is from a compilation of poems collected by Rabbi David Zaslow Kislev. There are so many traditions surrounding Hanukkah, but this collection of poems all include light, of course. This poem is called Hanukkah Morning by Rebecca Gabriel. Fingers of light reach over the mountains, plucking the music of shape into landscape. The baskets of my eyes fill and overflow. My husband brings me tea. Two birds land on a branch. A menorah. Burnished flames flicker, then extinguish into radiant sky. Another from this collection that I love, The Universe and the Winter by Bruce Barton. Our boat races darkness. Once there was nothing but time. Life was born out of endless patience. Innocence thrived in the slowness. Rays from a pleated sun form a collapsible lantern bobbing on the ocean. Innocence needed experience. Experience sought explanation. Explanation brought about change. Daylight flatlines at the edge of visibility. Change conflicted with permanence. The eternal judged the external. A need arose to record these events. Our boat races darkness. The haze of years lifts as we approach the mainland. Although this episode is not long, I did want to end it with a visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Clark Moore. "'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. 
The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama and her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn, there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With an old little driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment he must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came and whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer, now Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As leaves that before the wild hurricanes fly when they meet with an obstacle mount to the sky, so up to the housetop the coursers they flew with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed in all fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled the, all the stockings with a turn of a jerk, laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod. Up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Thank you for listening to this episode, although it be short. I wanted to make certain that I came on and wished you a happy holiday season. Thank you for supporting us and this mission. I appreciate you more than you know. Happy holidays. Enjoy it. I'm Cami Milliken, and this has been The Bee Podcast.
let us do the thing up the very best way that we can. Let let us do the thing up the very best way that we can, said Nellie, forgetting even that her beloved chocolates. Let us do the thing up the very let us do the thing up the very best we can, said Nellie, forgetting even her beloved chocolates and her eagerness. The shops are open yet. Let's go up and investigate. Five minutes later, capped and jacketed figures were scurrying up the street in the frosty... Five minutes later, capped and jacketed figures were scurrying up the street in the frosty, starlit December dusk. Miss Allen, in her cold little room, heard their gay voices inside. She was crying by herself in the dark. It really was Christmas for everybody but her, she thought drearily. In an hour, the girls came back with their purchases. Now, let's hold a council of Now, let's hold a council of war, said Jean jubilantly. Said Jean jubilantly. I hadn't the faintest idea of what Miss Allen would like, so I just guessed wildly. I got her a lace handkerchief and a bottle of perfume and painted photograph frame. I think I'll stick my own photo in it for fun. I think I'll stick my own photo in it for I think I'll stick my own photo in it for fun. That was really all I could afford. Christmas purchases have left my purse dreadfully lean. I got her a glove box and a pin tray, said Belle. And Olive got her a calendar and a Whittier's poems. And Whittier's poems. And besides, we're all going to... 